listeners, welcome back to another exciting and fun-filled episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Peters, and we are talking today with my friend, Delany Williams. Hi, Delany. Hey, Chuck. How's it going? It's going well. Good. Well, we are going to be talking about equipping parents to be spiritual leaders in their homes. And so we know that that's something that we believe parents are to be the, the primary disciplers of their children, but not all parents feel well-equipped to do that. And there's some stuff that we can do as kids ministry leaders to help with that. Yes? Right. Right. And so we're going to get into those things. But first. Yes. But first, I want to know what you're excited about right now. So we've moved through some things about, you know, tell me about you when you were young and all that stuff. And we've done that. But I want to know right now what's exciting to you today. Now, it doesn't have to be something, you know, official and that sounds really professional. It could be something, a new product you found at the grocery store, or it could be a new restaurant that you like, or it could be, I don't know. So I'm just curious, what is it right now that Delany is excited about? So I think the biggest thing I'm excited about is in a few weeks, we'll have holidays and I get to spend time with family that I don't see as often. And my nephew being one of those. And, and how old so is he now? He is seven. Okay. So crazy how fast they grow. It is. So get to spend some time with them and his parents, my brother and sister-in-law, and then my parents and extended family. Okay, so we're so, here in Nashville and you've been right. here now for, is it two, two full years? years now? A little over two. But you grew up in Texas. Texas I is did. home. And so do you go back home for the holidays or you? I do. This year I am. Sometimes they come here, but this year I'm going to the Dallas area. And so my brother and his family live in California. Okay. And so that's why I don't get to see them as So you often. meet up in the middle in right. Texas. Definitely. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so is the, uh, what, give me something else that you're excited about. So one thing is just, you know, one thing. See, Two right. things makes it a thing. So the next thing is I would say my class I teach on Sunday mornings, my kindergarten class, my church here in in Nashville and just seeing the kids getting to know them this year I'm teaching kindergarten last year I taught pre-k and just even the difference in maturity and how they develop what they can do and their understanding is exciting and it's always a highlight each week and getting to see them and build on what they've learned the previous week but also just building those relationships with them so with the kids like what's what's new and happening with the the little ones these days. New ones, well, like what's what's trendy? What's trendy. what's all hip with the kids? Well, my group loves Legos, so they will. They are they are the, have become the timeless go to. Right, I think right. every kid ever has loved right. the Legos. So they're they're enjoying all that, and they've been talking about birthday parties. It, it seems that a big group of my kids this this year have birthday parties in these months, and so. They've been talking about that some, but it's it's a sweet group. And the birthday party has really changed since it I has. was a kid, probably since you were. That I mean, it used to be the birthday party was like at home, right? Maybe I remember like when having your birthday at McDonald's was a thing. Yes, I had mine there too. <laughs> and that didn't last very long, mm-hmm. but now it's like escape games and bouncy houses and right. Uh, my son Tate went to a party recently that was a mobile video game trailer oh, wow. that pulled up from the curb. And there was like all these game stations inside the truck and they went and they played and that was the party. Uh-huh. So have you heard about any of the buzz of what the cool parties are with your kids? The one this past Sunday was like a trampoline park, Ooh. which the indoor trampoline. Yeah, totally cool. And so that's it. They're excited about that. And some it's been outside, but they've had 
thing like at their house, outside yeah. at their house, but they've had things like pony rides come and I'm like, wow, that or maybe they've attended those parties. So that I, I always want to come up with like the next cool party for kids. Like this town we lived in in Florida, the, it, because it was warm all year, they there had this company that did these trains, and it was somebody who took a lawnmower and turned it into like a tractor, or I mean like a uh, like a train engine, and it had all these cars, and those things seemed to be really popular for a while. Yeah. So maybe we need to get like a Lifeway Kids party train, bouncy, staff party. We need to get on. We'll that, workshop that. Okay. So sounds good. Let's talk about equipping parents. Parents need to be equipped to have parties for their kids. No, no <laughs> that's not go. where we're going. No. Uh, Segway, everybody. Um, Segway party. That would be something else. Oh, that I would am be fun. really random right now. Let's come back to the topic at hand. So we're talking about equipping parents. Like we said, we know Deuteronomy six uh, it, it puts the responsibility for discipleship on the parents and the grandparents. It's the family who's to walk with kids and do that. We live in a world where we outsource things. Here's my segue. We outsource birthday parties. Instead of mom making me a cake, we cater the cake and we go and we go to the trampoline park. And we outsource things. You know, if we want our kids to be good at basketball or piano, we hire a basketball coach or a piano teacher. But discipleship is not something that parents should be outsourcing. Uh, but a lot of people look at the church and think of it. I want my kid to know the Lord and to grow in their faith. I'm going to take them to church. Not a bad thing to do because that's why we're there. But partnering with parents is a whole different part of our role that we really need to get better at, right? Definitely. Okay, so take us there. Um, what can we do? What are some practical things that we can do in the church to come alongside parents? Okay, well, and first, I think you also need to understand parents and mm. understand maybe why they aren't they aren't equipping or they aren't equipping their children at home or being the spiritual leaders. And like you said, I think a lot is that outs- outsourcing, mm. but it may be that the parents aren't Christians themselves. Yeah. Or maybe it, it hasn't been modeled for them. And two, we have different generations of parents. We may have grandparents who are now raising their grandchildren. Yeah. And so the way that we are going to equip those parents, if you will, grandparents, may look different than maybe some that are younger parents. And so recognizing, recognizing all that, too, I think is very important. But practical ways that we can do that is, first, you need mm-hmm. to remember to enlist others. I have three E's, so the first oh, one okay, is good. to enlist. This is too big of a task for you as a kids minister to do alone. Yeah. So realize that the other staff members need to join you on that. And so that's one thing, making sure that you aren't doing it all by yourself. I know mm. there's your to-do list as a kids ministry leader is ongoing and it yeah. never ends. Well, you're really busy or we're all really busy, but parents are busy too. Exactly. And those busy schedules could be part of their difficulty right. in discipling their right. kids. And so understanding that, that, okay, the way that I'm going to equip them. I need to make sure to be respectful of their time, understand their schedules so if they're busy. So enlist others to help. It can be other staff members. Mm -hmm. It can also be maybe the Sunday school or group leaders of those parents Mm. that you build relationships with those teachers and say, okay, what, what are you hearing parents need? What do you think are some ways that we can minister, we can partner, we can equip them? And so using 
using those resources and those parents. And then I think also mm-hmm. enlisting others that maybe there may be some ways that you, for me as a kids minister, there were sometimes I didn't feel as adequate because I hadn't been a parent, I was single, didn't have children. Right. And so I think for many of our kids leaders that may be in that situation or maybe their kids are grown, we feel inadequate. And so maybe we know we should do it, but it's not as much a priority. And I think Satan puts those lies in our heads to say, you can't do it. And we need to, you know, believe that the Holy Spirit is going to equip us if Mm -hmm. he's called us to that position. And I think that was something early in ministry, I didn't even realize I was believing those lies Mm -hmm. from Satan. And so surrounding yourself with people that will speak into you to help you understand the parents, I think is very important. And even having good friends that are parents in your ministry that can speak into you saying, hey, you know, can you help me gain an understanding better? Help me if there's something that we can do to equip parents or Mm -hmm. give me feedback. Tell me what's really working. And I know for me, that was invaluable in ministry just to have those that I knew I could call or they would call me, even if it's unsolicited and say, hey, you've asked me before, um, I'm just providing feedback. And it wasn't always constructive. It was very positive. And I found that encouraging. Yeah. So making sure that you enlist others to help you equip parents. Great. Yeah. It's ministry needs to be a team sport, right? There's there's no possible way one person can do everything that needs to be done. So it takes a team for sure. Interesting. I think something that you mentioned is, is worth just saying one more time is there is this inadequacy felt in both parties. Mom and dad feel inadequate to disciple their kids. And so their inclination is to pull away or to just outsource or just let it go. We often feel inadequate to mentor mom and dad to disciple their kids. And so we pull back. And what happens is, you know, there's, Satan uses that strategy of making everyone involved feel inadequate. And so then we're not inclined to talk. And right. discipleship doesn't happen like it could. I agree. So, yes, like you said, it has to be intentional. Mm-hmm. And um, bridging that gap, if you will, and helping parents um, and understand them. And we need to do that with confidence. Definitely. Knowing that the Lord is with us in that. Okay, so enlist. Great tip. Enlist. Okay, number two is to engage. You need to engage parents. Get to know them. Learn their names. Build relationships with them. Just know what's going on in their life. Not that you're going to know every single detail, but people can sense if you generally care about them and you and you care about their children as well. And so it's, in a way, it's almost earning the right to be heard, yeah. if you will, that they say, okay, she, she's really, or he's really invested in our, in our family's life. They care about us. And, and listen, when you get to know them, then you're going to find out some ways that you can equip them and help them mm-hmm. and come alongside them. I think also just another practical way is praying for them asking them how you can pray for them. And then not just saying, hey, yeah, I'm going to pray for you later this week, but pray for them right then and there. Right. There's something about hearing someone pray for you aloud that helps bring you together and bridge you together. So definitely engage parents in that way. But even having classes for them, if it may be parenting class, like whenever they join the church, you have something like a you know new member class, sure. if you will. Well, for parents, if you did something once a quarter or even twice a year, 
and it could be something even to coincide with parent dedication. And it was just a basic philosophy of your kids' ministry mm-hmm. and getting to know them. In those settings, you would be able to engage with them, get to know them, and then also even share some helps with with parents during that. So classes like that, but as you get to know parents, it may even be that you sense that there needs to be some discipleship classes Mm -hmm. just for their own spiritual life because parents are going to teach from their overflow for their children. So if they're engaged in growing spiritually, then they're going to be more intentional teaching with their children. So that's not necessarily something you're going to lead. It goes back up to that enlisting others. Yes to do that, but being conscious of making those opportunities available for, for parents. So definitely engaging, engaging well, with And them. being aware that our job doesn't stop with the children, right? Because a lot of us may function with the assumption that we teach the kids and we connect with the kids, but really connecting with the entire family is part of the role. Definitely. We need to engage with those parents. Right, that's definitely. Great. Okay. E number three. The, n- the third one is to empower, mm-hmm. empower parents. We've already talked about sometimes they feel inadequate as well. And so they don't, you know, they don't know if they're doing something right or if it's sticking or even how to do it. And so just even a simple word of encouraging them saying, mm-hmm. you can do it. You know, I believe in you. Just something as simple as that people need to hear hear that. And so even as you see or observe something on Sunday or Wednesday or whenever you observe it at church, and maybe it may be the way that a parent talks with the child or that interaction, just even mention, hey, I saw the way that you were talking to your child, you know, about Jesus. It may even be whenever the parent picks up the child from class. For instance, when parents pick up their kids on Sunday mornings, we're in class and they're maybe engaging about what the Bible story is that day. And yeah. so as a teacher, something I do is I even give the take home page and say, here's some follow up tips. This is what our Bible story yeah. was, but this even has some ways to to follow up what we discussed today. And so when a parent may say, Oh, well tell me tell me what your favorite part was about this morning. I heard that a few weeks ago. Well then the child that engages the child and and he's able to share yeah. more about that story, but then that's empowering the parent. Yeah. So then later on, I was like, hey, that was so exciting. That was encouraging to me as a teacher to hear you building on what we're doing in class. Yes. So definitely empowering them that way, encouraging them, but then even providing other resources for them. Like I mentioned, the take-home pages or yes. if there's little devotionals, a lot of times parents don't know where to start. So giving them those short, practical tips, it may be something around Christmas, you provide an Advent Mm. guide or just tips for a family devotional. And it doesn't have to be, you know, here's the perfect family, you know, put that, let them know, hey, there's no perfect way that your family time may be in the car on the way to school or around the breakfast table. You know, you may be talking about the Bible story. You may be reading the Bible, but giving parents practical ways to to share the Bible yeah. and having it apply to their daily life. How do you take a moment when you are at the zoo mm-hmm. with your child? How can you make that a teachable moment? 
and bring it back to the Bible. So giving parents those tangible examples is always really and helpful, really helpful for them. And putting a resource in their hand. I really like the idea of instead mm-hmm. of handing the activity page to the child who then drops it or goes under the seat in the van, giving that activity page you know, to the parent. And then that quick little 30 second conversation at the door can be really empowering to those moms, dads, grandparents, caregivers to say, here's what our story was. Here's a couple of questions you can ask. And it might even be good uh, you know, to create some of your own questions. You know, instead Definitely. of asking, what did you learn today? Which is what everybody says. Maybe there are better questions that we can equip our parents right. to ask. Right. Because, you know, whenever if that's the question and that's your default question. It's, almost, I don't know. Yeah. And right? it's not no. So it's tell me your favorite thing. Or, you know, like you said, maybe come up with three or four questions for your parents. And, you know, they're going to welcome that, yes. that feedback. You know, how can I get more information on my child? What did you learn today? You know, tell me what your favorite part was. You know, Tell me about the Bible story. Can't let's find the Bible story in our Bible when we get home. Yeah, you know things like that. Good, enlist, equip, empower. Let's add a fourth E just on the fly. Well, and there's engage. Okay, so engage. Then equip. Yes. So there we go. Get equip, and, and then a fifth. I want to get to this fifth one. I want to hear your take on this. Mm, okay. What about encouragement? Because so many parents feel like they're just failing or not doing a good job, you know, maybe they've had a rough week and what can we do just to be encouraging to those parents? I think it's speaking that positive word. For instance, Sunday mornings, it is so hard to get there on time, especially for our parents that have a single child or multiple children. I mean, the fact that they get there at church is an accomplishment for some of our families. So even though it may interrupt your class if a child comes late, that we are aware that we're not showing any disappointment, that we're encouraging. And sometimes there may be parents that say, oh, I'm so embarrassed we're late. And I said, you know what, you're here. And we are so thankful that you're here and you're sleeping. And this is great. Thank you for being here. And so making sure that it doesn't sound like a burden, that you're welcoming whenever they, they get there. And then also speaking a positive word about each child to his or her parent yeah. or parents because like you're saying our parents are beat down sometimes yeah. and and we never know what's going on in their life hopefully you do know more but there may be some yeah, things that we don't know right yep. but making sure we don't know maybe what they're hearing at school and so one of my goals each week is to say one positive word oh, that's a great goal to a parent about about their child right about their child and sometimes it may be more difficult than others and it may be you know they they were very kind in group time when they you know um as they came in and moved over for another child to sit down or you know the way that they handled the bible something simple i mean it could be something simple or we do snacks I appreciated the way that he passed out the napkins today that was a great helper well for that child he is encouraged, but even more, that parent doesn't feel like a failure and also feels, okay, she sees the best in my child. She she loves me, too, as a yeah. parent and is encouraging me. And that's what we want for parents. We want to encourage them and because we also represent Christ, yes. Christ's love to them. So making sure that we're encouraging them just in those ways and asking them how we can pray for them, yeah. too. And all okay. this happens best in relationship 
as we often say, discipleship happens best in the context of relationship, Mm -hmm. leading parents and equipping and empowering parents. Really, when you have that, a real connection with them, it helps you speak in a way that's way more meaningful than if you're just sharing, uh, you know, generic words with them. When you know the situation and you know the person and it's in the context of care, it really does a whole lot for your for your ability to influence. Right. Totally agree. Well, thank you, Delany. We so appreciate you having you here. Now, you are Delany is one of our trainers here uh, on the Lifeway Kids team, and she spends a lot of time on the road traveling and going around and training. Do you have any big trips coming up? You know, actually, right now I'm in town. Just for, for a little while, huh? Right, and then we'll be starting in a few weeks. We will be going to Houston, Ridgecrest, Dallas area for VBS That sounds previews. like January VBS previews Right, right. Up. Now, yeah. I was just in Missouri, and a few weeks ago we were in Canada. So it seems like our busy season has slowed down a little bit where we're more in town. But well, for those listeners who are not aware – we have a training team that's a part of the Lifeway Kids team. Delany's on this team. And we have trainers who are all over the country. We do some training here at our headquarters where people can come here to be trained. We have our Etch Family Ministry Conference every October. You can find out more about that at etchconference.com. Delany is one of our breakout leaders and, uh, and influencers there. And she's also at our VBS preview events, as you mentioned, at, in Ridgecrest, North Carolina, Dallas-Fort Worth area at Travis Avenue uh, Baptist, and then in Houston, uh, and then here in the Nashville area. So if you're near any of those regions, we would love to have you come out to check out our VBS preview events in January. And you can find out information about those at lifeway.com slash VBS. So be sure to check that out. And then you can meet Delany face-to-face. If you haven't, she is just a joy to be with. Very encouraging. And she does the things that she is encouraging you to do. So if you'd like to have a deeper conversation with her, come to one of our trainings and meet Delany and spend time with her. Thank you, Delany, for being here and for your great words of advice about how we can equip and empower and encourage and all those great ease that we had for parents. And thank you, listener, for listening. We hope you come back again soon for another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast.